feels like. Hi, listeners. And this is what it feels like. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. I got some Nipsey and Jay Z for you guys today. Mm. I'm having a good year so far. I don't know about you guys. And we'll get into some NBA stuff here in a minute. Scorpion bricks, way before Orbeez double disc, 40 on my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix, filled the bass, sip coat, like a Michelin star chef, chef, kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my left, I arrest on my dick, try to audit all my checks, too late, you know they hate when you become more than they expect, you let them crack a storm, your capital put their feet up on your chest, and yeah, you talking tough to me, I lost all my little respect, I'm selling weed, in the open, bringing folks home from the feds, I know the payback gonna be mean, I'm saving all my little bread, pray for me, y'all, one day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts, real niggas, is this thing it ain't safe for me my dog they killing niggas in they own hood that makes sense to you at all you burnt your bridge to the other side you know you can't swim across y'all know niggas can't swim they fried my got me die y'all know niggas can't win you never land on your side i arrived on the day for a hemp that got hurt just to Welcome to episode 74 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today once again with my good friend, Alec White. Al, how you doing, man? I'm doing real good. Real good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. It's been a good year so far. I don't know about it has, you. Yeah, it's been a good year. Yeah, I've had a very good year. Uh, I'd like to give a special shout out real quick to all the listeners who are listening on any platform. Thank you guys very much. Also, I have podcast hats available. I will put this in the front of every podcast from now on. Uh, they're totally free, so just hit me up on Instagram, at Blake Mayfield 23 or on Facebook, just under Blake Mayfield, just my regular government name, and you can get your free hat, and I can ship it to you. I can meet up with you somewhere here in town, wherever you're at. I will get it to you. I figure free promo is the best promo, so yep. yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. So um, real quick, before we get into NBA stuff, and I didn't go over this pre-pox I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about J.J. Watts of the Cardinals real quick. Okay. Because I don't know whether this is a big move, whether it moves the needle for them at all, whether it doesn't mean anything. I, I'll let you start. What do you think about J.J. Watt going to Arizona? I mean, putting out him opposite Chandler Jones to me is going to be very scary for opposing quarterbacks. If Russell Wilson's not terrified of his offensive line and the defenses he was already facing, then he definitely is now. Um, but then again, at this point in his career, what J.J. Watt are you getting? You know, is he going to stay healthy for 13 or 14 games, or is he going to be there for three games? Um, I don't think this makes the Cardinals a lot better. I mean, he's a great a great locker room guy, great in the community. And when he is on the field, he's a good player. But, you know, I think he's past that point in his career where he can take a defense and carry him on his back like he did in Houston for so many years. Um, to me, I think it's more of he's going to make a difference for Chandler Jones, who is unreal and is one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, and maybe just kind of teaching Kyler Murray how to become a leader, how to become, you know, that guy that the Cardinals have been looking for for a long time. Are we sure Chandler Jones isn't like a little past his prime too, though? I mean, he he's still really good. Don't get me wrong. He so did have JJ a, Watt. He but. did have a serious injury last year, so it'll be interesting to see him come back. I think it was a tricep, if I'm not mistaken. If this was 2015-16, and I had a huge move. JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, and Pat Pete on my defense. I would be fucking, yeah, I'd be stoked. But it's 2021, and, I mean, what version of all three of those guys are we going to get? Patrick Peterson's not the best corner in the league anymore. He's still top five, don't get me wrong, and the guy's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's kind of like a Charles Woodson, in my opinion. He might even go first ballot. Mm -hmm. He he has been that dominant and that good. But Jalen Ramsey's better. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other, Xavier Howard's better. Like, there's other guys we can think of off the top of our head. I'm more in basketball mode, so, of course, I've already (laughs) forgotten about all that shit. But, um 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good move for Arizona. I think they may have overpaid a little too much. I, I thought when I saw $30 million, it was for one year. I was like, God damn. I was like, I will not give $30 million to J.J. Watt. Yeah. But it's for two years. $23 million is guaranteed, though. And I figured that's what he was after the most was the yeah. guaranteed bag. Yep. And I rightfully as he should be because, like you said, a lot of injuries have been piling up. And does it change life in Arizona? I, I don't think so. I'm surprised they didn't make the playoffs last year. The NFC was really competitive, obviously. The champion was someone from the NFC. But... I don't know if they're going to be better than Seattle. We'll see what happens with their quarterback situation. I don't know if they're going to be better than San Francisco. That would be an interesting team to watch next year. Because they have all their guys coming back from injury. The only thing is, how is that defense going to be under Robert? With Robert Sala not being there. Right. That's my only question. I was talking to a couple uh, Rams fans that we both know mutually, uh, Eric and George. And Eric was, Eric's the, he's just a Rams homer. I figured it out. The way he is about the Rams, I am about the Lakers. Like, I trash the Celtics. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I'm not fair. I'm biased. He said Niners don't have a chance. Robert Saul is not there, blah, blah, blah. They still have, like, Richard Sherman. He's gone. Wait, what? He's gone. He's a free agent. Where'd he go? He's not. The, he's just not going back. Oh, he's not. He uh, already announced. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. <clears throat> um, so I guess he's not there either. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Brandon Ayuk's really good. Uh, Kittle and Samuel are going to be healthy, but the biggest question mark for a lot of teams and for that team especially is Garoppolo. And not that he's 100%. not serviceable, but is he going to do? You know, get you more than twenty-five and twelve, and yeah. thirty-five hundred yards. I mean, that's what we all want to know. At this point, I don't think so. And I, is most are going to be able to carry the success that he's had? I don't. I don't really think so. Yeah. You know, you got he's got to have someone that compliments him. He he can't be the lead horse guy in my opinion. Um, I mean, he looked great when they went to the Super Bowl, but I mean, you can't really say injured. Well, he was injured all last year, but that whole team was injured all last year. Right. Um, and honestly, their biggest mistake was letting Forrest Buckner go. Don't yeah. know why they did that for to keep Eric Armstead. Yeah, that made no sense. I when it happened, I was like, you definitely should keep. Buckner over Armstead. And, you and know, it's not like the, the salary or the cap hits that much of a difference. Right. Like, I would rather pay the few million dollars to keep Buckner. Dude, is an all-pro every year. Granted, Nick Bosa's there. Right. Granted, if you want a guy to go to your team and not win a Super Bowl, D4, he's there. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just tough luck two years in a row. I yeah. mean, you know, he was the reason they didn't get there for the Chiefs. But then it's like, the lose of the Chiefs the next year, it's just, that's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, enough about the Niners. Well. Let's see what happens in that division. If the Cardinals go nine and seven, won't be surprised. If they go twelve and four, won't be surprised. But DeAndre Hopkins didn't change life down there. Yeah, Fitzgerald might be on his way out after this year. I mean, it seems like the dudes—he's one of the most underrated, just like athletes and maybe yeah. like specimen we've seen in like all the sports. Because I don't know what—he's maybe like eighty-seven years old, <laughs> ninety years old, and he's still playing good. Like he doesn't play like he's that old, and obviously he's not that old, but. He's been in the league a very long time. His you know, rookie class was 2004, so it's 2021. And I think Arizona, as far as community and giving back and stuff like that, you got J.J. Watt, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if you want, like, a Pro Bowl team of community, Walter Payton Man of the Year guys, Arizona's got the best team in the whole league. It's not even fucking close. Yeah. And Kyler's right up there, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I, they, just, I don't think it changes life. I don't. They still got to protect Kyler. That's the biggest thing they have to do. Yeah. And is Kenyon Drake the answer? That's the other question. Is he your running back? I, I don't know. I, I might be better off with Drake as my running back. I, I might be better off just handing him the ball. Right. Yeah. I, I, and Kenyon Drake is good, but he's injury prone too. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally did do away with uh, David Johnson, who I took in the fantasy uh, <laughs> who, round first overall. Who the, who the Texans re-signed today. <laughs> <laughs> they cut him and re-signed him. Oh, my God. What is going What are they? Oh, my God. 
dude, Deshaun has to get out of there. He signed oh, a deal, though. He, he signed a deal he, with he the ain't devil. He's playing another down in that uniform. No, he's not. He's going to go Le'Veon Bell if he has to. 100%. I'm sitting the whole goddamn year. You watch. Yeah. Which might fuck up his career, but we'll see, man. It's yeah, we'll it's a basketball see. day. I just want to get your take on J.J. Watts, the Cardinals. That's the first big domino to fall besides right. Stafford to the Rams, which I don't think was that big of a domino because the Rams aren't going to do a fucking thing next year, yeah. in my opinion. But we'll see. Maybe they do. I mean, the NFC is wide open, in my opinion. I don't yep. think the Bucks are going to be as dominant. I think Green Bay is about burnt toast. What happens in New Orleans? Do they get Russell Wilson? You know, what's going to happen to Slant Boy Mike? Can't guard Mike? You know, is he going to yeah. be there? By the way, we can guard Mike. He had zero catches in that game. <laughs> I didn't realize that was his Twitter handle until fucking... Uh, After he had zero catches. <laughs> <laughs> can't guard Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, man. Let's get into some NBA. So, NBA All-Star Game is this Sunday, I believe, if I'm correct. Uh, we're doing this on Tuesday. So, this is either going up tomorrow, Wednesday, or Friday. I uh, don't want to drop on top of the Moral Compass podcast. I've never podcast in town. Another podcast in town, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, this, this is going up later this week. But All-Star Game is this Sunday. Do we care? Like, at all? Like, especially this year. Like, it's in Atlanta. Like, do we care? I don't give two shits, honestly. Why like, are they doing this? It, it really makes no sense. Like, I... Do it like the NFL did their Pro Bowl, you know, still do the selections, send them their jerseys, give them their little, you know, star on their jersey or whatever. But there's just no point. There's too much risk. Um, I mean, De'Aaron Fox said it best. Someone asked him, what do you think about the All-Star Game? He said, I think it's stupid. I don't know why we would do it. Because, you know, all it takes is one all it takes is one player's family member testing positive, and then all 20 of those players are quarantined for two weeks. So in my opinion, it's just there's there's too much to lose. And then you got guys going for the three-point contest, the dunk contest. You know, you got to factor those guys in now, too. So, I mean, for me, will I watch it if I'm off, maybe? But I, I couldn't give two shits about it, honestly. See, that's a big thing. Like, am I going to watch it? Probably not. Knowing me, I'm going to procrastinate on homework and probably end up having to do that or just find something entirely else to do. I don't care about the All-Star game. And I, I honestly don't think it's been good since at least probably 2016. Yeah. Because that was the game in Toronto. Kobe's last All-Star game. That was the last great All-Star game I can remember. Because 2017, it was like 347 to 346 or some bullshit. It was like there was no defense played, which we're there for offense. I don't want to see an 80 to 79 contest. Don't right. get me wrong. I'm not complaining about that. But there is not any effort given. The All-Star games used to be cool because the last three or four minutes, if it was close, which usually it is because it's the best players, it would become like serious. Guys would start slapping the floor. They'd get in three-point stances. We could all go back to 2012 when LeBron passed up the last shot twice and Kobe and Melo were getting in his ear. I like shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like seeing guys Westbrook and KD were together. They throw oops to each other. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. That shit was really cool. I don't think I've watched an All-Star game live since 2016 or 17. And especially this year, I just don't care. I, I yeah. And that's not to mention the risk factor. You know, I saw Adam Silver was on Inside the NBA with TNT, which, by the way, is not just the best sports talk show. It's probably the best talk show on television. I mean, those all four of those guys are incredible, including Kenny. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, he is like, you know, the one where it's like, yeah. it's Kenny Smith, you know, with Barkley and Shaq. But, I mean, Ernie Johnson's fantastic and just all their segments and everything. It's been wonderful for years. It's one of my favorite shows. I watch it every week. But they're sitting there just scratching Adam Silver's back the whole time. And... I mean, look, man, this is mistake three or four in a row. Yeah. Dare I say the NFL has handled the pandemic better than the NBA? At this point, yeah. How I mean, Roger it's... Goodell outdueled Adam Silver in a head-to-head, <laughs> -head, I don't know. Now, we also have to question, is the NBA being just more safe than the NFL was? 
I mean, is that something we have to take into consideration? Like being overly safe. Is that like, you know, is that something we have to take into consideration? I'm not even going to consider it because this isn't overly safe to me. This is overtly dumb. Like, oh, I you're talking about, okay, never mind. I, yeah, I just the All-Star game. Okay, All-Star I, was talking, I was talking about like shutting down games and stuff. I just, so mistake number one. And look, my stance doesn't really matter. I don't mind personally. You alienate 30 or 40% of your fan base with the Black Lives Matter political bullshit. Okay, you do. And I don't mean bullshit as in stuff I don't care about. Just it, all that bullshit. You know, all the conversations, all the stuff. The Bucks protesting, holding out a game. That's how the NBA became even a union back in the 60s with Bill Russell and those guys. They sat there and told the owners at the time, you know, they were treating them, you know, like slaves and slave masters and stuff. And they said, no, we're, we're holding out. And that was the first, you know, coalition of the players union getting formed. I'm all for protesting if you feel like you have to, all that kind of stuff. Mistake number one was getting too political. Mistake number two, the season came back too short. Mm -hmm. It just did. I understand Christmas Day, besides the finals, is your second biggest ratings day all year long until the finals, which is at least June this year. And no one could have predicted that it was going to go this slowly for the vaccines and Biden coming in and everything just going on in the country and stuff. But nonetheless, I feel like having just that two-month layoff. And me, I'm a Laker fan, dude. I mean, I got my hat in November. I was only able to wear that shit truly until, like, Christmas. Like, yeah. I wear it right now, but it's, like, it's a new season. Yeah. You know? Like, I just feel like it was way too short of a year. And that's not me complaining or whatever, because I don't care. Those guys are in the best shape they could ever be in. It's not like I think they're going to get injured because they only had nine weeks off instead of 12. Quite frankly, I don't care. They have all the time in the world to go one, two, three, Cancun and go relax with their families and shit like that. But... At the end of the day, that was mistake number two. This is mistake number three in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they didn't do the second half of the schedule because they wanted to see all the games and all the things getting postponed and stuff like that. There's been a lot of postponements. Yeah. And also, the basketball this year has been really bad. Like, yeah. real, like really, like the worst I've ever fucking seen. Like, this it's... is worse than, like, Warriors era with KD, like, kind of non-balance of... Uh, I forget the word, uh, in the league. But, Balance of power? Uh, yeah, or just, I, I, I forget, uh, parody. Okay. You know, and it's just like, it's boring to watch. Like, even I, watching I Laker games, it. I, it, it's bad. I haven't watched much NBA at all, and I probably won't until the playoffs. So that's where I'm at, and I love the NBA. There's nothing else on right now, but I don't care. I, I find things better to do. I'd rather listen to, like, a podcast I like or hang out with my dogs or, yeah, I do homework or whatever it is. I'm to the point where I, right now, I can't even watch, the, like, barely watch a Kings game right now. Because it's just, it's it's so disgusting, like, how, you know, I get LeBron's going to get every call in the books. Like, I get that. But, you know, these players who are young stars, uh, Fox, Mitchell, Tatum, they don't get young. any cl- Young, dude, they don't get any calls. But you go to you go watch Luka, you go watch James Harden, they get every fucking call in the book. He flails his arms in the air, and they call a fucking flagrant one on him. I mean, it's just, as a fan of a small market team, it makes it impossible to realize, hey, we could win a championship because it's not going to fucking happen. Um, it, I mean, and it's not I, – I get that it's all about money and that the NBA, you know, only cares about their ratings. But it, it's I'm getting fucking sick and tired of watching the same teams be good every fucking year because it makes building through the draft impossible. That Golden State era of building through the draft, that's fucking done. You can't do that anymore with all these superstars doing the, you know, fucking I want to go play with this guy, I want to go play with this guy. You, you can't fucking build through the draft anymore. It's not going to happen. That the, And it's really come to to help me respect guys like Damian Lillard so fucking much, who has sat in Portland and been a seven or eight seed his whole fucking career, but still says, I'm not going to do that because I'm not a bitch, is basically what he's saying. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, he gets to the Western Conference Finals once or twice, right? 
I mean, he's but, been there once. But he, you know, he stays loyal and he doesn't say, you know, I'm going to go hop into L.A. and play with LeBron no matter how much everyone says I want to. Um, and it's just, it's so hard for me to watch now. I can't, if the Kings aren't playing, I can't watch. And really, I can't hardly watch Kings games anymore. Just the amount of whining going on from the players are constantly yelling at refs every time they shoot. I just, it's it's getting to a point where it's becoming watchable, unwatchable for a lot of people. And I think if they keep going down this direction, I think they're going to get themselves in some trouble. This all started with Rudy Gobert. It just did. The bubble worked out immensely. There was not one positive test that they wanted the public to know about. Uh, because I don't believe that either. And I mean, there's just no fucking way. I mean, you can bubble the guys all you want. Not one positive test, really? A false positive? That's mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, it's all press. It's all media. And it, look, man, all sports are rigged. And I don't mean rigged as in... Every single game and every single play is scripted. That's not what I mean. But Tom Brady won a seventh ring this year. LeBron's going to make his 10th finals in the last 11 years this year. Like, it's scripted. It is to a certain point Hollywood. I mean, that, that is just a fact of the matter. You want, like you said, the best ratings, the most money, and the most star power you can get out of these guys. I mean, what's going to get more ratings? I mean, look, hate to bring it up, sorry, 2002 Western Conference Finals. Sacramento Kings versus New Jersey Nets or Kobe and Shaq for the third time versus the New Jersey Nets. Yeah. Do you want New Jersey and Sacramento in the finals if you're David Stern? No. Who gives a fuck about Sacramento or New Jersey? It's all about Knicks, yeah. Lakers, Celtics. Help me out with another team. I have Warriors nowadays. I mean, those are... Spurs, I, maybe. Not anymore. The, the Spurs kind of, sort of, for a few minutes yeah. if they're in it. You know, but they're not even one of those dominant teams anymore where everyone points to them and they're like, oh, they're the most underrated team in the league. Granted, they won 65 games a year. It's like, are they really underrated? We know they're great. It's like, you know, there's so many good young teams that it does, it just doesn't matter. The Jazz, they're not they're going to get second round bounced. Right. They're the best team in the NBA right now, but they're going to get bounced in the second round. Look at the Pelicans. So much talent that they have. Fucking Zion, Ingram. I mean, top to bottom, they're just filled. And I mean, where are they at? Eighth? Ninth? Maybe? You look at the Grizzlies, same boat, same fucking positioning. It just, it doesn't matter if you have a good young team and you've done capped right and you've done your trades right. It, it doesn't fucking matter because you're gonna, you're not going to beat Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You're not going to beat Kyrie, KD, and fucking James Harden. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter if you're 63 and whatever in the regular season. It's, when it comes to that time, no one's going to beat those teams in seven games, four out of seven. It's just not going to happen. And it's it's part of being a small market fan, and it it sucks, but you know, you get to the point where you just realize it and say, "Well, shit, hopefully we just make the playoffs." And the most concerning thing for the NBA is we're not old. Yeah, we're not two old men sitting here on a high horse or reminiscing on Jordan and Bill Russell and shit like that. Like, I'm reminiscing on Kobe, even Cavs Warriors days, which only two of those series were actually good. You know, the other two were fucking horrible, especially the last one. And it's just I, I don't. I don't remember the last time we had, I mean, 2019 was an okay finals. The last truly great finals we had was 3-1 to one comeback. Mm-hmm. That was the last gripping, you can't miss it, especially Game 7. And, and that was the last time I could remember, like, I cannot miss this for the world of me. I, I don't, I mean, unless someone is dying in the next room, I'm not missing this shit. It hasn't been like that in years. Yeah. And I don't see it coming back anytime soon. Also, us as the fans not being able to go to the games, I understand everything going on and whatnot, and they're getting vaccines out. I saw Johnson & Johnson just got approved for the third uh, vaccine shot, so that'll help and stuff like that. But that not being around doesn't help. Are those fans ever going to come back? I mean, are we ever going to be willing to pay whatever the 
inflation costs are next year. It's going to be, I mean, they haven't sold a ticket since March 2020. When October, November 2021 comes. After that, you got to take into account resellers. Everyone's going to have those bots that are ready to buy tickets right when they fucking become available. Right. And then they're going to resell them for five times the profit. And then parking. And then merch. And then food. food, And then beer. And then fucking foam fingers, you know? And then, like, the guys that are sitting there yelling, like, baseball game. I mean... I can't think of any sporting event I would still consider going to unless it's a Giants game. I know you guys are Mike people. At 1.45 in the afternoon on a Sunday with with the dubs flying around and people in the canoes and shit. Or a football game. I don't want to see a live NBA. I, I go to hockey too. I've never been to one. I like to go to hockey. But they're not doing fans either. Um, I just, look, I, I really, and it's going to be one of these podcasts. So you've watched a lot more NBA than even I have. I thought maybe our fantasy league would get me back into it or get us talking about stuff more. I don't care even with the fantasy league. I set my lineup for my active players every day. I know the guys I have are, some of them are good, some of them aren't. You know, of course, you have the LeBron, the Currys, and the Cats, and all those guys, Giannis's, but it doesn't matter, dude. NBA is getting real boring. They got a real problem on their hands. That's not including the problem of who's taking over LeBron's spot. Yeah. Because you That's have a very to, real problem. You have to have a guy. And I understand Luca is, as you call him in the card world, vault level. What I mean by I don't know that is, is he LeBron level? Is he Jordan level of marketability? And I mean, look at his team. I don't. He's not to that level yet. And likability? Yeah. I mean, let's keep it a beam. That team will always be second in their own fucking city. Yeah. Is he really going to be the biggest star in the NBA while the Cowboys run that city? No. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Like... And those things matter, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, do we spend time talking more so about is Dak going to go back to Dallas or is Luka going to, you know, it's always Dak and the Cowboys. So it's like they play second fiddle in their own city and, and much like the Clippers. Uh, and <laughs> I know you like, had to throw that in. <laughs> Good old lemon pepper Lou. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I. To sum this up, because we're about fucking 20 minutes in, no, I don't give a fuck about the All-Star game. I don't know if I ever will again. I don't care about this season. Let's get to the semifinals, conference finals. Let's see who the final eight or four teams are. I start watching about that time of year these days anyway. Regular season, I could care less. All those teams that aren't ever going to do shit, like the Wizards and all those guys, I know Beal and Westbrook are balling out. I don't care. It's a tough watch, yeah. especially with no fans and tarps over the seats. It's tough. Yeah. Um. Let's get to your guy, man. Tyrese Halliburton versus LaMelo Ball. Rookie of the Year conversation. These guys, apparently, I didn't know this until you told me because I'm oblivious. They won two Rookie of the Year uh, for each month, uh, January and February, back-to-back. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year and why? Who's going to win it is LaMelo Ball. The reason is because of his name. The, The social media presence he brings, the ratings he brings, the hype he brings is... You know, what's going to carry him to that award? Am I saying he's not a great basketball player? No, because what he's doing is fucking pretty cool. I like watching the mellow play. Um, but I think Tyrese Halliburton is better. I would rather have him because I don't think their stats are too different, unless I'm mistaken. LaMelo's been starting the last 12 games or so. Halliburton's only started two games, and it was the two games that the Kings had an injury in the starting lineup. Um the big, the big difference for me, and I know no one gives a fuck about defense when it comes to these awards, is LaMelo Ball does not play defense. He plays James Harden defense. Tyrese Halliburton is the best defensive player on his team. He's better than De'Aaron Fox. He's better than Harrison Barnes. Better than Rashawn Holmes. And it's not even close. Um, better than Buddy? <laughs> buddy don't play no defense. <laughs> Speaking of Buddy, they got a good Buddy out of town. <laughs> 
who actually, congrats to Buddy Heald, just became the fastest player to uh, hit 1,000 career three-pointers. So congrats, Buddy. Oh, congrats, Buddy Heald. Broke the record set by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Damian Lillard. Jesus. Um, that's pretty good company. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, <laughs> three Buddy, Hall of Famers. If Buddy wasn't 28, he might have a pretty good career ahead of him. Right. Um, but anyways, getting back to Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think Lamelo's going to win uh, unless Halliburton gets into the starting lineup, starts playing 38 minutes a game like De'Aaron Fox does. It's I mean he's just not going to have the numbers that Lamelo does. Let's get into that a little bit. Lamelo ball stats. Regular season he's averaging 15.7 points, six rebounds on the dot, 6.4 assists, 1.6 steals. Halliburton 13.2 points, 3.6 rebounds, 5.4 assists. 1.4 steals. So the steals are about the same. LaMelo's got them beat in every other category. Um, I think what are, I what test... What are the uh, minutes per game? Minutes per Just game. Curious. Let's see. Minutes. LaMelo's averaging 28.9, 29. Halliburton, 30. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, LaMelo, look, besides the name, because obviously the name's right there, he is everything that LaVar ever thought, LiAngelo and... Uh, oh, 100%. Fucking, Lamar, who's the Le- other one? Le- Lonzo. Yeah, LaMelo is a great basketball player. Yeah, uh, he's everything that he wanted his other two sons to be. I, I just threw all that disrespect on Lonzo. He was second <laughs> overall pick. <laughs> Boy stays stuck in the Aaron Fox. <laughs> he does. That is true. Um, but I, look, man, it's and it's more so than just Lamelo having the name. He, okay, he's got the name. He's third overall. It's also the one team that a black dude owns. That black dude's name is Michael Jordan. The Jumpman logos on the jerseys. Like, they have been dying and waiting for Michael Jordan's team to have a marketable guy. They finally got it. It's not Malik Monk. Shout out to George. It's not Malik Monk. It's He's Gordon played Hayward. good. Is it? I mean, how much How much gel does he put in his hair? I mean, someone tell me. Is it a pound, two pounds? Is, it, the, is it a whole can? Like, I want to know if he uses, like, the Gorilla Snot, if he does the American Crew. I, I, I want to know which brand as well. And Gordon Hayward's been playing well. I don't want to trash the guy. He, he has looked really good this year. And after all the catastrophic injuries um, he got in Boston, he's looked really well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, fuck, man. He should have done what Kyrie did and saged the whole fucking building. Because, I, I mean, there was a demon inside of him the whole fucking time there in Boston. Um, you know, I, I just, to get back to this, I haven't watched much basketball. Off the eye test alone, though, I think it's LaMelo. I do watch highlights here and there. He mm-hmm. looks really good. He looks oh, like absolutely. the real deal. And the crazy part is he looks as young as he is. He's 19. That's He's insane. not 20 until August. Wow. He was born in 2001. That's insane. Yeah. He looks as young as he is, and he is out here making these grown men look like children most of the time. And granted, if he goes up against a LeBron and AD or the Nets, I'm sure he's going to look his age and get 10 points and, you know, eight turnovers. But same with Halliburton. And Halliburton's played really good. He's on my fantasy team. I'm glad I picked him up. I'm surprised no one else was interested in getting him. I kind of just took him in the heat of the night. Um, which I'm good at, but, uh, no, I, I just, I think it's Lamelo all day. I don't have much on this. I, I was kind of just bringing it up for you being the Kings fan and stuff like that. I know he's your guy and oh I was going to give you a couple minutes just to riff on it and stuff like that. But I think it's Lamelo all day and we all it know is. that it, the marketability is there. The name's there. And surprisingly, we haven't heard much from LeVar. Yeah, we have not. I wonder if him and Jordan got that one-on-one on and Jordan said, if I beat you, which I will, I don't need any sort of bullshit. I, that might have been a real thing. Yeah. And, LeVar, you know, why would LeVar be like, I lost? You know, yeah. I, he, he was the guy he who would've. never lost. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 that's a nice conspiracy theory. The only but. thing that's going to change who wins the award is if LaMelo hits, like, a second half of the year wall or something. Yeah. And, you know, Halliburton or Anthony Edwards takes off. If Anthony Edwards starts throwing down some more poster dunks, he might get himself in the conversation. Because everyone likes looking at that stuff. Yeah, but it's not going to get him rookie of the year. Oh, I don't think so either. He's got the flash. He'll get himself in the conversation. Yeah. And Wiseman, I mean, look, dude's a center. 
Like the you, way you know who uh, who's looked really good. Who's not going to win the rookie of the year? But is uh, Emmanuel quickly of the Knicks. Knicks are doing something this Dude, year. He, the fourth seed. That boy has looked really good. And now they got Derrick Rose to be his mentor. Mm. Julius Randle. Mm. Well, Grubbin. He's no, he's not. He's fucking. He worked out finally. Yeah. And, and I not that finally because he was good in L.A. But man, letting him walk. Yeah, that that was some crazy shit. He's about um, to get himself a bag. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. the Knicks got to resign him. If oh, they don't. If they re- don't. <laughs> the Knicks finally have competent people in the building, though. And I, we true. haven't said that in, like, 20 years. But they have, like, LeBron's old agent. They have, like, Tom Thibodeau's the coach. They might get Carl Anthony Towns. They might have to use Randall's trade bait for that. But we'll see. I, I Not that I believe Carl Anthony Towns is going to do anything in the next fucking 10 years. But And I know he had a really rough year with his family. And even he got COVID recently and stuff. But, dude, you're dating a Kardashian Jr. Like, are we more focused on the tabloid news, or are we more focused on basketball? Like someone's gotta, someone's gotta let me know. I, I don't know. Um, and who am I to judge who dates who? Because I don't get any fucking chicks. I do this. Um, is the Nets title to lose, man? Is yeah. this the Nets year to win? Hundred percent. I don't even think it's close. I mean, look at look at your team. Look at your team. Look at you're in New York. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're in Brooklyn. It's the same thing. It's New York. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you're in New York. But, I mean, you gave up everything to get what you have right now. It's kind of like KD going to the Warriors. You give up everything to get those rings. Um, are they going to win? I think so. Uh, is it? The, and I do think it's theirs to lose. They do have James Harden, who continually, continuously chokes in the playoffs. But they also have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who have hit two of the two clutch shots. Kyrie's one of the most clutch players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant can rise up and shoot over anybody at any second of any given day. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think it's theirs to lose, but you know, LeBron's a different animal in the playoffs and, you know, it comes down to the health of Anthony Davis. It comes down to, is KCP going to actually make a shot? Is Dennis Schroeder actually going to play like he's on the team? Um, Montrezl Harrell needs to have a bigger impact than he's had. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. Look, man, this is the Nets title to, to lose and or win. That's for sure. And... This is one of those things where this is very reminiscent of Rockets 2018. You go all in for one year, and it has to work out for that one year. This is like the Buccaneers' last year. You go all in to get the GOAT. You have this incredible defense, these receivers. You'll never have this team together again. Is Joe Harris going to walk out the door? I don't know what his contract is. Is he going to walk out the door and... Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, well, good thing they locked that up then. Yeah. Um, I know Kyrie and Katie are there for two more years after this, and Katie's, like, really good off injury. Harden's there another two or three years. So it's not like this is the year that they have to get it done. I just think as far as energy and as far as – I also feel like me personally, and this is going to sound really arrogant, I'm not too wrong about these predictions usually. Everyone knew after, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, after he passed, the Lakers are going to win the finals. It was a given. And that kind of goes into the whole scripted thing as well. Not that they made Kobe die so the Lakers could win. That's not what I'm saying. But marketability and ratings, who should we try and help along here to to win? Oh, let's help LeBron and the Lakers because it's two of the biggest brands, meeting forces, blah, blah, blah. The Nets have never won anything. And since they moved to Brooklyn, courtesy of Jay-Z in 2012, and got the Barclays Center, they have not done anything. And I was reading some YouTube comments, and these guys were going in on this one dude who said that this year reminds him of the D'Angelo Russell days. And they're like, uh... A little bit better than that. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, the D'Angelo Russell days, like, sure, he was good, but this is a new day in Brooklyn. And I just feel like if I had to bet 
the house on Brooklyn to win the title, I would go to Vegas and put a hundred grand down if I had it. I really would. That's how much I truly. And this is coming from a Lakers fan. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I just don't. Here's the thing. I don't see the Lakers doing it back to back. LeBron has not won back to back titles since 2012 and 13. It's been nine years, eight years since he's gone back-to-back. And the only reason they got that title was because Ray Allen hit the clutchest shot any of us have ever seen in our entire lives. Um, and then, you know, the Spurs were just dead in the water in Game 7. Even though they kept it close and kept it competitive, they just you could tell they were disheartened. Their hearts got ripped out of their chest by that Ray Allen shot. They were never the same team after that until the next season. Um, it's really tough to do this kind of stuff in sports these days. And, I mean, has any team repeated in any sport since the Heat? So. Any fucking sport? No, I don't think so. Baseball, I mean, it was like Royals, Cubs. Who, Giants had every other year. Fucking, yeah, Giants were every other year. Yeah, Dodgers finally got it. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. I don't think so. So, it's really tough to do just in sports in general. And I just feel like Brooklyn has gone all in, and they have everything under the cap. They traded the pieces they had to trade. Even getting rid of the Laverts, the Allens of the world and stuff like that. A lot of guys are still like, why would you get rid of Jared Allen if you don't have to? I mean, was he going to be a guy who helped stop the ball? This is a different version of James Harden than we've seen. Sure, we saw this under the D'Antoni offense. D'Antoni's an assistant there, but he's passing the ball and being a point guard and distributor more than ever. Yeah, Kyrie Irving is an absolute magician on the court, and I loved every second of him going to Boston, and it seems like intentionally burning down the whole fucking city while he did it. I absolutely loved it. And, of course, he had the Game 7 shot. Kevin Durant. Obviously, is Kevin Durant. I mean, cases can be made at this point that he's the best player in the world. I still give it to LeBron if we're in the playoffs or the finals. But the fact of the matter is, KD is best at LeBron in two straight finals. He had the better team both times. But, I mean, he hit that game three shot in LeBron's face in 2017. I mean, he has done it. And I just don't, if the Lakers and Nets get there, I don't think the Lakers could keep up. Especially with what's going to happen with AD. I mean, we can kind of get into that now. I was going to wait till after our next one, but this kind of all ties in. I mean, how much do you trust AD's health? Because yeah. I'll be honest with you, as a Laker fan, I'm kind of feeling like last year was our year to do it, and we did it, and it's kind of over with now. I mean, yeah. what do you think? I mean, he he didn't look great this year, honestly. You could tell something was off. I don't know if you know the three or four weeks till reevaluation is really going to help him. I mean, guys like that, you know, all it takes is one injury, and they're never the same. I mean, look at Demarcus Cousins. He yeah. had one big injury, and now he's signing one-year vet minimum deals everywhere. Um, I mean, the dude's an incredible basketball player, but I, honestly, I don't trust his health. I really don't. This is why I think the Lakers are kind of smart in a way. Call me crazy to not give AD a longer leash than LeBron's leash. And I know they set up the same way, obviously same agent, Rich Paul, Clutch, but... I think it's a really smart move on the Lakers' part because is this guy really going to be our guy? Granted, he's great right now. Dude's, what, 28 at this point? Anthony Davis, when I saw him at Kentucky, and I haven't watched college ball in years, was definitely the best prospect I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's now a Laker and everything's kind of come full circle, I was thinking about it today. I was like, damn, I remember watching this guy when he was 19 at Kentucky, and everyone knew he was the next guy. I mean, he was the point guard who grew like seven inches in one summer, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, the injuries are piling up. And, I mean, the dude – it gets nickel and dimed to every spot, it seems like. I mean, every single time it's a knee, an Achilles, a fucking a shoulder, uh, a back. Uh, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Sore like calf. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, calf, fucking quad. It's, I mean, everything. And that's all lower body shit. That dude's supposed to be the guy down on the post, supposed to be the guy. I know he can step out and shoot threes and stuff, but he's supposed to kind of be the guy to distribute off LeBron and take the pressure off his shoulders. And 
look, I mean, we've been saying it for years and years. It's the Tom Brady effect. But, like, when is it all going to catch up to LeBron James? Yeah. Because it's coming soon. He's playing, like, 37 minutes a game right now. It's it's coming very rapidly. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. He's not, we can't compare it to Brady because Brady has an offensive line to protect him. And he can only have to take five or seven steps in a drop and, you know, make sure his back foot is strong and then unleash the ball. LeBron has to bring the ball up the court, drive to the hoop, kick passes, land on both his feet, make sure it doesn't land on someone else's fucking foot, because God forbid, you know, all this stuff. And who's to say that, you know, we don't ever pray for injuries, but who's to say an Achilles doesn't go whoop on him one time or, you know, an ACL cracks on him one time. I mean, you know, we don't ever want this stuff to happen, but it's stuff you have to consider. And he's 36. He just turned 36. I mean, he has a gray beard. I mean, how much longer of this stuff? Like I said, he did it the one time. And uh, is he ever going to reach the Jordan status? I mean, I think he's in the conversation for sure. I don't know if he's ever going to pass the guy. And I don't know, man. I'm not too sure about the Lakers. It is a Nets title to lose, in my opinion. It is. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it's the Nets all the way. Kyrie, 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 KD, and Harden is is the one to look out for. And I think they have the most loaded team, the most talented team. I think they're the most together team as well. Um, Kyrie, uh, whatever happened, you know, around the time that the Capitol building got stormed and whatever the hell, uh, New Year's, I don't know what was going on with him, but he's back. I feel like maybe in a way I saw this on, you ever heard of Mike Korzemba? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, he had a video where he had a, a conspiracy theory that Kyrie tanked his trade value by acting like a maniac for two straight weeks so they can get hardened without giving up Kyrie. That was a really great theory. And uh, fuck, man, it has worked out yeah. to a T because the Rockets are in shambles. John Wall's like, yo, I don't want to fucking be there. I think DeMarcus Cousins is a, is he a Laker now, right? Isn't that? I don't know. He's not He's not in Houston. He's not a Rocket. So, I mean, the James Harden's looking really smart right about now as much as he may look like an asshole. And, yeah, dude, it, it is the Nets all the fucking way, in my opinion. As far as the landscape next year, I don't know. It changes every year. It's the Nets' time. They've never done it. They still have a nice, shiny building. And New York's never won a fucking thing since the Giants won a Super Bowl. So let's see what happens. Dame and Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, MVP discussion. These guys, neither of these names are really brought up. I think Donovan Mitchell's getting brought up a lot more now. People are starting mm-hmm. to take notice of the Jazz now that they're the best team in the whole league. But can either of those guys really win the MVP award, or is it still Embiid or LeBron? I think, honestly, it's right now a toss-up because you had guys who had really good starts to the year, um, guys who kind of have not fizzled off, but just not as not as hot as they were at the beginning of the year. Like Jokic, who was insane at the beginning of the year, has kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, right now, if I had to say one, it'd probably be Embiid. What Embiid's done this year has been crazy. Uh, I don't know if Mitchell has a shot at winning it, just because I think to win the MVP, you kind of have to have a track record. It's not really like the NFL where you get Patrick Mahomes, the second-year quarterback, Lamar, the second-year quarterback, to win it. I think you kind of got to... You got to kind of have like that history, like yeah, this guy's kind of a badass, like he, MVP. Um, there's a reason that you know it's the same kind of five guys every couple years. Uh, I, I think Dame could really could win it. I think people have a lot of respect for Dame, and I think people want him to have something to show for his career. Um, and I would fucking love to see Dame win an MVP, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is. I haven't watched one iota of a 76er game because it is Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Doc fucking Rivers. I am not watching that shit. And um, Tobias Harris. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd rather have Tobias Mayer on my team. <laughs> Shout out to Tobias. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, thanks. 
Uh, Dame, I want to see him do it because I feel like he's one of these guys. When we look back at the trajectory of these guys' careers, do they ever make a finals? No. Do they ever win an MVP? No. But he's one of the coldest, clutchest, killer guys we've had in this era of basketball. He is the most loyal basketball player by far in this era of basketball. I mean, there's very few guys I think that have ever been as loyal as Dame. I mean, how mm -hmm. many legends looking back, even guys that haven't won rings, uh, a Malone, a Barkley and stuff, that didn't switch teams at the, at the end of their career? Granted, Dame's still in his prime. He's not at the end yet. But even Carl Malone was a fucking Laker at one point. Yeah. Barkley was on, like, four different teams. So I feel like Dame's one of these guys, if he doesn't have, like you said, something to show for it, quote-unquote, a trophy, some sort of award or whatever, they're he's going to get lost in translation. We remember Steve Nash still because, granted, he's the head coach of the Nets now, but he won two MVPs. You know, Shaq thinks that he stole two from him. I think Shaq's being a little sensitive personally. But Steve Nash won two MVPs. That's the only reason we remember him yeah. as one of these greats, and he was one of the greats, don't get me wrong. If he didn't have those two shiny trophies, though, what do we think of him that way? How do we think about Chris Paul? We think of him as a great choker. Yeah. He's a great player, great leader for the NBA, most marketable guy ever for State Farm besides fucking Aaron Rodgers. But is he one of those guys that's going to go down in history? I don't know. Is he a first balloter? No, he's not. I've seen too many times where he has completely fell on his face. And same with Dame Lillard. Even last year, they went up and lost to the champions. They lost to them in five games, though. They won game one. I was a little scared, shivering in my boots. I had nothing to shiver about. You know, they made the conference finals that one year against the Warriors. Got smacked 4-0. No KD. Granted, that team won 73 games in 2016. Don't get me wrong. But you've had CJ McCollum. I think Portland's done as much as they can around how much he takes up of the cap. And look, get your money. I'm one of these guys. I'm trying to get money from my podcast. Get your money. But Dame's got to also understand getting $41 million a year on a cap that's definitely going to fucking shrink in the next five years because of the pandemic and people like us not watching and giving a fuck till it's time time. You know, when he's not even in the playoffs anymore, it's going to have an effect on the team. You can't make $40 million unless they lower your salary, which I'm not taking a pay cut. Neither should you, neither should Dame. Yeah. But it's going to affect the team. And how many guys are you going to be able to really bring in there that you don't draft? How many guys besides Carmelo, who no one else even wanted to fucking take, are going to sign in Portland, Oregon, where it's foggy, it's cold, it's not Seattle, it's not the Bay, it's not L.A.? Like, there's just so many other places in the Pacific Northwest and the Pacific Coast I'd rather play. I just named three spots. You know, play in Sacramento. Than so, Portland. really? Oh yeah. Why? Portland sucks, dude. Nobody wants to live in Portland. <laughs> See, I've never been to Portland. I have no idea what it's like. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what's there. I have I no idea. Uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, there's no taxes, which is cool, I guess. I was gonna say I'd, I'd take that just because the tide. Sacramento is just a bigger Reading. It's smoggier. It's dirtier. It, it is bigger. There's nice parts of it. There's nice parts. There's nice parts of Reading. Deer and Fox don't even live in Sacramento. Really? No, the boy lives in Roseville. That's telling. Yeah, no, yeah, all the players live in Roseville. Yeah. Live in Sacramento. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, until <laughs> we just shit on Sack. No, man, it, it's it's Damon Embiid, in my opinion. LeBron's not there. I don't think Mitchell, he's had a great year. I'll tell you what, I have not watched one iota of a. This is a really bad podcast for a guy who hasn't watched any basketball at all. I'm talking out of my ass. But Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's had a great year. Is he going to win it? He plays in Salt Lake City. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, how many MVPs since Carl Malone in 97 have come out of there? Nil. Um, they're just not the most marketable team. He's not the most marketable guy. He's a great player. He seems like a good dude. But the most viral moment he's had this year was him and Shaq having that back and forth. 
Let's be honest. Yeah. So I just feel like it's I Dame deserves more respect. I mean, I, I look at his stats. It's like what forty seven fucking ten and eight. Then he'll go pop off for like sixty one or some shit. Fifty seven. I mean, this is like once every couple of weeks he's popping off for like fifty plus. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I know Embiid's yeah. having a hell of a year. Obviously, Doc Rivers. You know, he's a great coach, but he's also a professional choke artist. Being there helps him out with and stuff like that. But the Sixers are not getting past the Nets. No. Sixers are probably not getting past Milwaukee. You know, I mean, granted, if you build the fucking Trump wall to keep Giannis out of the paint, you know, that's always going to work out. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Dave deserves more respect. And I think just for the sake of legacy, he needs one. And he it's, does, yeah. you know, he's getting up there in age, man. He was drafted in 2012. I think he went to college for four years. Let me look up Dave's age real quick. I mean, dude's about 30. I mean, how much longer is your prime going to last? That's my only thing, especially with the cap. You make a lot of money on the cap, get your money. I'm not mad at it at all if I'm Portland. He turns 31 in July. So after this season's up, going into the next year, he's going to be 31 already. How many more prime years are you going to have? Two? Three? Yeah. He's a little guard. He's six foot. I mean, he's got a big heart. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting the guy, but he's not a specimen. He's not LeBron. He's not Giannis. You know, he's not one of these. He's not a KD who is, weighs 100 pounds in, in the wind with a fucking raincoat on but could shoot over anybody. So I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Um, anything else on the MVP discussion? I, I think it's Damon Embiid. I really do. Yeah, I think you're about right. Let's do some finals predictions, man. Let's do finals predictions before we get out of here. So it's the All-Star break by the time you're hearing this probably. And um, I guess we can talk about tomorrow. I, by the time this goes up, I think Lakers-Kings will be over. We, we can do a little preview of that real quick. Um, the good old Luke Walton revenge game. It, Luke Walton. I actually sent out a tweet about Luke Walton the other night. Did you? After they choked that 15-point lead against the Hornets. What did you say? Uh, here, let me let me pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Yeah. I didn't even think about it being Luke Walton's revenge game. I, I just... Oh, God. I, I said... Let's see here. You I guys said, should not have fired Dave Yeager. Wait a minute. Did Twitter delete it? It had a profanity in it, so they might have deleted it. They delete profanity? I don't know. I'm I said, glad I don't have oh, I said, I, at Sacramento Kings, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Please fucking fire Luke Walton. Boy is hot garbage. There we go. Yeah. He's a fucking cabbage patch. I mean, Dude, it's I, fucking A. God, I could go in on this boy for an hour. I go ahead. I hate him so much. Like, Do it. This, just the, it goes past the play calling, past, you know, rotations. Why is Corey Joseph still getting in basketball games? Corey Joseph is fucking <laughs> terrible. When you have Ky- when you have Kyle Guy sitting on the bench, I'm not saying Kyle Guy's a be great, but you're gonna he's tell me he's good as THD, bro. You tell you tell me he's gonna be better or not as good as Corey Joseph. I mean, come on now, Hassan Whiteside is getting 25 minutes a game, who just literally just comes in and stands and gets gets 10 rebounds, like he just inhales the ball or something, which is really weird. But um, it's just his development of players hasn't done anything. Look at Buddy Hield has taken three steps back. De'Aaron, he took a big step forward at the beginning of the year, but he's kind of back to the same right now. Um, Halliburton came in. Halliburton, you know, can we attribute that to Luke Walton, how good he's playing? Probably not because he was seen as a steal of the draft coming in. Um, Marvin Bagley's taken five steps back. You know, who's the one player that's maybe gotten better is Rashawn Holmes, who's a center, you know, right. who, who just who's just one of those heart and hustle guys. So, you know, this, the stuff that you can't really coach is the stuff that he's good at. Um, and it gets back to the point where, how long is the leash that you're going to give this fucking idiot? Like, it's just... This is year three, right? This is year three. This, no, this is year, year two. two. Year two? Okay. This okay. is year two. Yeah. The fan base has been calling for his head. There's been some cryptic stuff from the players. Let's face it. The Kings just lost nine of ten after winning seven of eight. They are not a good basketball team. 
but in my opinion, they're not. They shouldn't be thirteenth in the Western Conference. They're not that bad. You have De'Aaron Fox as one of the best young guards in the league. You have Buddy Hield as the one of the best three point shooters we've seen. You know, in the last ten years, um, Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes. You know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get twelve and six and five. Um, I mean, it's just I. Uh, I <laughs> You just look. You just look at him in a. You just look at him in a game, and I mean, it's just like, please, someone get this guy off the fucking court. Oh my god. Um, it, you know, and it, it, if LeBron doesn't want you in town, why are you? In, why are you in anybody's town? If you're not good enough for LeBron, then you're probably not good enough for anybody. If LeBron wants you out that bad, because LeBron wanted him gone, wanted him fucking in Sacramento, which is thanks, LeBron. Shout out. It's where he deserves to be. Yeah, either there or Detroit, one of the two. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Detroit. A. Did, did, you know what? That's actually a good point. I think Detroit more so you go there to die than yeah. Sacramento. I'd rather be in Sacramento than fucking Detroit. Oh, 100%. Um, we do – I do think that – because Alvin Gentry is the head assistant coach, so I think that was kind of a higher, like, you know, if we do fire Luke Walton in the year, if we got someone who can do it. I just – you know, we both have very strong feelings about Alvin Gentry. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just oh, – Luke Walton man. has been proven he's a terrible coach. He only got a chance because he – coached the Warriors while Steve Kerr had his back injury, but that was the best team of all time in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, there's nothing good about him. I just, I don't know what makes you keep him around, but besides being an incompetent franchise, which is what the Kings have been for 20 years now. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I want his ass gone. And I'm going to freaking, that, when that day comes, I'm going to be so drunk, it's not even going to be funny. Good drunk, I'm gonna, though. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to wash that boy out of my system. <laughs> Here, here's my biggest problem. Like, when they blew their lead to the Hornets, they had seven free throws in the last two minutes. They missed all seven of them. Oh, Jesus. They have repeatedly lost games because they missed free throws. A good coach is going to come into the building and say, hey, get on that fucking free throw line. You're going to shoot free throws for five hours. Hey, you, you're going to go play defense for five hours. We're not going to run three on threes because what good is that going to do us when we can't make a fucking free throw? And the fact free throws haven't been an emphasis from him when we repeatedly lose games by three points but miss nine free throws. You know, it's De'Aaron Fox shouldn't be shooting 68% from the free throw line. Yikes. Rashawn Holmes is our uh, – our, he is our best free throw shooter. He's even better than Buddy Heald, who Buddy Heald shoots 85%, which is absolutely serviceable. Um, yeah, fucking A. Rashawn Holmes shoots like 88, though. That boy's pretty good at the Money? Line. Yeah. Um. I just I, I want that boy out of town so bad. I I mean the Laker fans warned me, dude, you're about to go through the worst couple years of your life. They weren't fucking kidding. I just Vladi Divac fucked us over, honestly. Getting rid of Dave Yeager, I just still don't understand it. Yeah, I, to this day. Yeah, Dave. I mean, we had just had our first forty one season. I don't even know how many years. And I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, Mike Malone. Yeah, Mike Malone. I got. I still have dreams about that boy. Trevor Lawrence type <clears throat> dreams? No, no, not those type of dreams. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, dude, don't. You mm. wake once, up all sticky once, and shit? You gotta once, once April comes around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> when is the draft? April, uh, I don't know. What, 24th or something? That's always like the 24th or some bullshit. <clears throat> Let's look this up real are you quick. Gonna, are the... you going to come over and watch the draft? We'll see. I, I have no idea what the fuck that even looks like. I I don't know. I don't even know what fucking team I'm rooting for. So, it's, <clears throat> yeah. Um... <laughs> April 29th, at the very end of April. And it ends on Saturday, May 1st. So there we go. So April 29th. All I know is I'm getting myself a 12-pack all to myself, and I'm going to have myself a good night on that first trip. The first uh, first round. Not a 16-pack? 
I don't know. We'll see how frisky I get. <laughs> the might non, have to, the might non-alcoholic have to shit? Order up my lemon pepper wings. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are they sweet? You gotta uh, have well, the sweet, the sweet, sweet heat, sweet and spicy. Yeah, sweet and sweet with the heat is how to. Yeah, that's how you gotta do it. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Come on. Finals predictions. All star break. Original question. <laughs> this podcast sucks. <laughs> Fucking off our rocker. Uh, I came straight from work too. You can tell I just did not drink or eat much today. Um, it's Lakers Nets. Yeah. That, that's just it is what it is. I think we uh, actually okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I just I I don't have much to say. I just feel like that's the obvious pick for ratings, for money. Los Angeles, New York. It's just it makes all the sense in the world. The two most loaded teams. LeBron's a different animal in the playoffs. I don't care how her AD is, unless he is literally out of the fucking game. I think LeBron can at least get us to the second round in yeah. the, in the Western Conference. And granted, you go up against the Jazz, go up against the Nuggets. Look, LeBron psychologically owns the Denver Nuggets already. As a Laker, the Jazz they don't really have a rivalry like that. But every time the Jazz face the Lakers, they get their ass kicked too. Um, and I mean, I I really think the only teams in the West that could bounce the Lakers out are our good old best friends, the Clippers. And it's probably about it. I, I really, I mean, I just, I feel like LeBron's going to impose his will on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I, I just feel like they believe in their hearts they can't beat LeBron James. I do think, I don't think they'll beat the Lakers, but I do think a team to watch is the Suns. Okay. With Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, never, never, uh, why am I saying this? Never count out the point god, as they call him. Chris Paul? Yeah. They call him the point god? Yeah. <clears throat> are we in Boston or are we on the fucking sports card nonsense now? Fucking, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, I love that show. He's not listening. Mike Giuseppe, dude, cut the accent. I know you're from Boston. You live in Nashville. Like, I don't – I just hate everything about Boston. Like, that's one city I'm just never going to be able to walk in unless I'm going to Fenway. And even then, I, I would not be able to fucking handle it. I, I would go in there with a Yankee jersey. Like, I would go in there and just wreck shit because I just – they're fucking stupid accents. And just who they root for and how they think the Celtics are better than the Lakers and how they think all this shit that is just simply not true. You guys have the curse of the Bambino. You guys give up Babe Ruth. Took you 86 years to get over it. The Yankees won like 20 titles in that period. That's a lot of fucking titles. 26. They've won one title since 04. So, anyway, I don't even know why I won on this little tweet. <laughs> it's Lakers-Nets, in my opinion. Um, I guess we could watch out for the Suns for a few minutes. I'll probably turn it off and not watch out for them, to be honest with you. I think it's between Lakers, Clippers, and in the East, it's Nets, Bucks. And I, I feel like it's really sad because I could have told you this back in November, December, but that's just how the NBA goes. I mean, there's very few matchups I'll watch on TV and that stuff I get excited for. Like, I think the Lakers and Suns play tonight on TNT. Am I going to tune in? Maybe. Probably not. I'll probably listen to this shit back. I mean, I don't know. I'll probably do homework. I just don't. I'm not there with it. I'm not there mentally. The NBA is becoming one of those sports where – I mean, even one day I could see myself just not watching it much anymore just because it's hard to watch, and I just don't care about the playoffs. For me, it's like, you know, I used to watch baseball games, like, every day. I could sit down and watch a nine-inning game and not, you know, not be bored. And I wouldn't watch basketball. But then I started, you know, watching basketball, and I was like, I can't watch a nine-inning baseball game. It takes, like, four hours. But now I can, I'm like, dude, I'd rather literally watch a 15-inning baseball game than a basketball game, which is weird for me to say. But that's just the direction the NBA is heading in my mind. Baseball is pretty bad to watch too, though. Without fans, oh, it is. You Base- gotta have fans in baseball. They, everyone's been saying baseball's in trouble, but I don't like everything I'm hearing. Do baseball is kind of sounding like it's making like a global comeback. Like the card market helped a lot. The card market helped a lot. The the I think the rise of young players has helped out a lot. Yeah. Um, guys like Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna. Yes. Um, 
Allie you, Rushman. And who doesn't, you, you know, it's... He's on the majors. When you, when you watch a basketball game, you love seeing someone get dunked on. Who doesn't love watching, you know, someone hit a grand slam and flip the bat and stare the pitcher down? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. But, you know, you could also get a game where it's one to zero with one hit. <sighs> so it's like, you know, you got to pick your poison a little bit. Right. And there's so many games. Yeah. And just weird times. Like, I haven't paid to watch a baseball game in 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The people are weird here at the library. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else, man? I, we're about an hour in. Anything else you want to hit on? Anything else you want to bring up? I feel like this is kind of underwhelming, but whatever. Kings GM, Monty McNair, if you're listening, please fire Luke Walton. I'm and then fire it. yourself. I'm on, I'm on my knees. Yeah, and then the owner should fire himself. The too. owner should fire himself right now. Because <laughs> nice arena. You kept him in Sacramento. You did your part. Get out of there. That that's why don't these people in sports just learn that they can do their part and then leave? Lakers, Everybody wants to be the one that makes the most money. Everybody wants to be who's the Lakers or the Warriors guy? Uh, Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob. He said we're light years ahead of everyone. Everybody wants to be Joe Lacob. Everyone wants to be Joe Lacob. Yep. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, real quick, I, I forgot to bring this up. We're going way back here in the pod where you said that teams can only build teams can't build through the draft. The one advantage the Warriors had Bay Area. Did it at a time when Silicon Valley had Twitter popping up. Snapchat was starting out. Fucking, I mean, there's no such thing as Uber or DoorDash at that point. That wasn't until about 14, 15 range. But, you know, there's no such thing as all these apps that really took off and blew up. But you had Twitter. You had Facebook for sure. And, you know, Square was starting out, which is an extension of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like to wrap it up, I, I, I feel like that's the reason they were able to build. So, and I mean, obviously you got to draft right. I mean, getting the two greatest shooters ever. I mean, who would have known? And who would have thought? But then again, they were very smart. They got two guys whose dads played in the NBA. That stuff means a lot. Donovan Mitchell's dad was a professional baseball player. Why do you think Ken Griffey Jr. was better than Ken Griffey Sr.? Tony Gwynn Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. is way better than Fernando Tatis Sr. Yeah. And, I mean, my dad's a Padre fan, so I know he's going to be just watching every game this year. Oh, as he should. Yeah. And, I mean, his Chargers have never won. The Padres have never won. But brighter days are ahead. You know, he's got Herbert and stuff like that. But... Um, anything else? Anything else you want to hit on? Nah. Anything else that got your chest? Nah. Any other stuff on the Kings? No, nah, maybe next time. <laughs> All right, fair enough. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'll be back sometime soon. Not very sure. We're going to let these live for a little bit. We've got the All-Star break for the NBA, so it might be a couple weeks. But we'll figure it out. We always do. And I will see you guys later.